listening to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. This is episode 141, where we talk about concealed carry classes, the difference between basic and enhanced concealed carry permits here in Idaho, and how to prepare for really any class. Before we get started, make sure you find us on social media everywhere at Range Minded Podcast. Thanks for listening, and as always, we hope you enjoy episode 141 of Range Minded, the ways to prepare for firearm classes. Hello and welcome to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. My name is Mark Long and I am joined as always by... Oh man, it's Steve Zimmerman back again. Yeah, but only Steve Zimmerman this time. Nick uh, Hoffer is not with us this time, unfortunately. He had some things to take care of today, so he's unable to hang out with us. Yeah, that happens. It is what it is. He's a busy guy. He is. He is a a busy dude. He's running his own business. You know, I can't uh, can't fault him, so... Um, But uh, we'll try to muddle muddle on through without him. Yeah, we'll try. It's been a while since we've done an episode without him. <laughs> um, but we do have, um, you know, hopefully we'll we'll keep you entertained for this one. Uh, we got an exciting topic because you have uh, next weekend you're doing something uh, exciting. Yeah. So if you look back at like my last three years of New Year's resolutions, what do you remember? What that one of the main one was? Uh, train training get some education yeah well, continuing I'm education fi- finally going to do something about that good it only took three years <laughs> well it's better okay. than never well i mean i guess i've done stuff but uh i decided and and people are going to wonder why i have never done this before but i decided to actually take a class from independence instead of just talk about them or teach them well i mean there is there's a difference between I think you get a separate enjoyment from teaching a class than you do taking a class. You know what I mean? And both are just as, just as fun. So, um, cause I've, I professionally, I've kind of taught some classes or had some uh, workshops and stuff and it's fun to be able to teach what you know. And I think RSOing you, you don't train, but you do teach the safety aspect of things a little bit. And that's always kind of uh, fun and has its own kind of fulfillment to it. So, um, I kind of get what you're saying. And, you know, sometimes it's just, it's better to do that. And, uh, but there's always room for training. Uh, yeah, I, and improvement. There, I, there is tons of room for improvement for me because I'm, I'm a thick skulled to start with. <laughs> so teaching and, and learning sometimes, I mean, I always learn something anyways when I teach, but, uh, like you're saying, I think it's going to be a little bit different when you're actually sitting at the at the table and, and sucking in the information. And plus, I really like to see how other instructors teach. That's what I was going to say. I think you can actually get a really you can get a um, kind of a primer or uh, some tips on how to teach your classes. Um, you can see how other people do it and, and learn from there. And I think that's definitely a big uh, boon to uh, somebody who does teach classes, you know. Yeah, it's, I know I get kind of stuck in the way I teach. um, And that's probably not good. It's not a good thing. It's always good to see how other instructors interact and, and uh, get segments or or philosophies across to to different people because everybody's different that's taking the class anyways and everybody's got their different skill levels. Yeah. um, and, And everybody learns differently. So it's, it's good to, it's good to see how other people are doing it. Yeah. And you can take, um, like you said, you could probably steal some good ideas or, or take some, uh, tips from other instructors. And yeah, I, w- um, I wouldn't say it's stealing because we're, we're all, you know, teaching <laughs> in the same place. We're all, um, 
you know, we're, we're all part of the same team. Yeah. So I just, uh, I just look at it as, as learning new things, I guess. Yeah. And sharpening your skills. So, yeah, but that, that would be a better way to put it like honing some skills. But what, uh, what class are you taking? That's the big thing. So people are going to be flabbergasted to find out that I've never taken an enhanced concealed carry class. Um, I can teach the principles of the class, but I have never personally, um, sat down and actually gone through a class. Yeah. I was a little surprised. I didn't, I didn't know that you didn't have, um, do you, but do you, cause you don't ha- do you have your enhanced cl- uh, permit or no? No, I've never gotten around to it. Sure. Um, I, I don't travel to the States that, that have the increased reciprocity. And so I just have never, I've never dealt with it. Now, mind you that the information that's being taught is really the most important thing is, is that legal aspect. And I have sat through the class before I've, I've heard lots of legal sides and I could have really, I could have gotten that permit a long time ago. Sure. But, but I decided to just actually take the class. <laughs> so why don't we start with um, kind of the differences between what you've noticed between an enhanced uh, concealed carry class and uh, maybe a basic concealed carry class? Because um, as we remember in Idaho, you don't necessarily need to take a class to um, carry concealed in the state correct. of Idaho. You have we have constitutional carry here, and and that is correct. And so as an instructor or even a gun salesman, I hear that a lot. Like, well, I don't need to have a permit because we're, we're a constitutional carry. So what does it matter? Well, it, it matters a lot. Um, it does. First, first of all, as a, a purchaser, somebody buying the gun, it saves you a lot of time at the gun counter. And that's, that's kind of the first thing that comes to my mind. Cause maybe I've bought a lot of guns in my, in my life. And that would have been a lot of wasted time. <laughs> yeah. It's, and that was one of the things that surprised me. I actually got my um, concealed carry permit and didn't even know that you can basically skip the waiting period. Um, that, that until I bought it, a new firearm, I was like, "Oh, well, you have your concealed carry permit, so you can take this home right now." Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. And that might be some uh, kind of confusing if we have some new listeners that have never heard that or, or experience that in their life. So it's not that you don't need to go through a background check. It's that the background check has already taken place. Right. And so you show that card saying, yeah, I, I, I passed that test. We're good. I just need to fill out this paperwork. And, and then you might think, well, what about if, if uh, a felon takes that class? Well, a felon won't be issued that permit because they're, they're incapable of, of passing that background check. Yeah. You have so, to actually successfully pass a background check in order to get that concealed carry permit. So um, that's kind of the whole reasoning behind it. Um, Yeah. And and we don't do that background check at the store that has to be done at the sheriff's office. So they have access to all, if you have bad history that they have access to that information. Yeah. And um, that's just for your basic and basic, you know, CCW, Mm-hmm. Um, permit um, and enhanced actually gives you um, a little bit more places to state statewide to carry because there's a thing called reciprocity um, and I guess we'll kind of go through that real quick is that you know just like a driver's license some states will recognize other states concealed carry permits and vice versa so uh, for example I believe you know we can carry in um, Montana and a couple other places. Um, well, actually quite a lot of other places. Um, 
but an, an enhanced concealed carry permit actually lets you carry in more places. Yeah. So th- for us in on this side of the country, most likely we're going to travel to places like Nevada or or Utah or Montana, Wyoming, um, California, Oregon, and Washington. Right. Most people aren't really going to go past those boundaries. Right. And so as far as the enhanced, then we gain Nevada, um, but, and I think Washington, I think that's the difference between the two, but we don't gain California or Oregon. Those states have their own issued permits. Right. And so that's one thing you need to understand. If you have a permit, whether it's the enhanced or the, the basic permit, it doesn't mean you can just go wherever you want. Um, and I think we've talked about this a while ago, actually. It's it's really up to you to figure out where it's valid to carry with a permit. Yeah, it's um, um, it's very uh, – you have to – It's it can be convoluted, um, but it's very much your responsibility is what I was going to say. Um, you know, you yeah, can – ignorance of the law is not going to get you an excuse there. But, um, you know, with an enhanced concealed carry class, you really can, con- you know, concealed carry in all but I think a dozen or so states um, yeah. with an Idaho permit, which is, which is pretty cool, uh, with an enhanced at least. With an enhanced, I think Correct. you gain like – um, another dozen or two or something. Um, yeah, I can't remember the, the total. I used to know that off the top of my head. I will say that, uh, USCCA does have a great reciprocity map. If you want to look into that. Um, and I think it's an interactive map too. You can click on it and it tells you, you know, a lot of the laws. So, yep, exactly. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, that's definitely something you want to look into. And that was one of the benefits to getting your concealed carry permit, even just a basic permit from Idaho is that you can carry in other states. So if you travel interstate yeah. for work or maybe just, uh, you know, for, for fun, you can still concealed carry in those with that, um, you know, with constitutional carry, you're really only limited to those constitutional carry states. And then, you know, one of the other reasons to get an enhanced concealed carry permit is that you can travel, um, to even more states with that inherent enhanced class. Um, right. So, and then can you talk about the difference between getting a basic, uh, a, like obtaining a basic permit and a, an enhanced permit? Well, as far as the education or the, the class duration or, or what exactly you're asking? Just kind of overall, like, um, you know, obviously there's a little bit more that goes into an enhanced concealed carry class. Yeah, um, yeah there is. And I, I am trying to remember exactly what... I don't, do you need to take a class for a concealed, uh, a basic concealed carry permit in Idaho? So when I got mine, believe it or not, um, I just put down self-trained and they really didn't like that answer, but they <laughs> gave it to me anyways. <laughs> Interesting. I, I really was. I mean, I took some NRA stuff and I mean, I, I just took it myself. Right. And, and, uh, like I said, they, they didn't really like that, but I did end up getting my permit, but with the enhanced permit, you have to take it from um, from a place that, uh, well, and I think even now with the basic, you have to take it somewhere that has um, an established curriculum that is okayed by the sheriff's office in that county. And and some people may not even understand that, that, that the curriculum that you're taking, that guy or gal that's teaching you has to have that okayed curriculum that's established. You can't just have some willy-nilly stuff that's thrown together. Yeah, it actually has to um, yeah. be okayed. Yeah, like you said. Yeah, which which I said, I, like I said, I don't think a lot of people understand that, which is good because then it, it validates um, the instructors inside the state. Yeah, uh, and the reason, well, the reason I asked too is because I actually, 
um, when I moved here from Illinois, I actually already had had my uh, training in in Illinois, and that counted. So, um, you know, if you do get um, training in another state, at least for the basic, for the basic, correct. So, um, but yeah, it enhances a whole nother ball game and you really do have to have, um, something that is, um, like you said, okayed by the sheriff, uh, of that County. Um, and it's usually either, you know, a certified trainer or a law enforcement officer that are, that's doing the training in that regard. So, yeah, almost always. So at the store, we use the USCCA curriculum, which is obviously established across the country. Right. So it's easy for the the sheriff's offices to okay that. And then, uh, so the, the, man, I'm kind of getting all over the place. The basic class is usually a four hour class, almost anywhere you go. Right. Um, the enhanced class has to be eight hours by Idaho state law. Right. Um, and there has to be a, a portion of that has to be taught by either uh, an attorney that understands um, defensive laws and stuff within the state or, and I can't remember, man, I'm going to sound like an idiot. It, they, a post, I think it's a level two certified post instructor that understands the legalities of, of using a, a defensive weapon. Yeah. There's certain restrictions that have to be, you know, you have to have certain qualifications at least rather to, to, teach that part of a class. Um, and I think that's where the law enforcement comes in. Um, you know, and the first person that comes to mind is he like Jim love, for example, or, or bill that, uh, yeah. you know, taught at the shop, even Leroy, even, yeah, there's, you have to have those certifications in order to teach those classes. Um, or at least have and, those part because, um, there is that legality part that really ties into the enhanced class. I think a little bit more than a basic class. Yeah. And that's why I really like the enhanced class. Um, not because of the, the shooting range time or whatever, cause that's, that's pretty standardized. Like there's nothing really exciting that happens there, <laughs> but, but, uh, the legal aspect of carrying and using a defensive tool is really the information that, uh, that will could keep you out of jail. Um, or, you know, I mean, there's some important things that uh, that you need to understand, and that's why there's such a, a large time frame dedicated in that class to the legal side. Yeah, and I will say that you know usually um, you know it is a full eight hours. Some classes, uh, I'm not going to name any names, but they're supposed to be eight hours, and you know maybe there's not enough curriculum to fill that eight hours. Um, but with an enhanced class, you can you could fill that easily. Yeah. And, and I can't remember the name of the attorney that does our stuff, but he is very, very open to questions and he's, he understands the legalese side of it. So people, you know, I've sat in after I've run the range portion of that class and, and gone in there and listened to the, to the attorney answer questions. And, and there are tons of off the wall questions that come out and, and he answers them. Like he understands the law. Yeah. And, well, and that, that really is a critical part of, of carrying a firearm. Yeah. Because everybody's situation is different. Everybody's daily lives are different and you have to be able to figure out what is going to pertain to your situation. So definitely worth looking, you know, asking questions and, um, you know, we'll get into a little bit more, but before you actually even get to the class, maybe have, you know, a list of questions that pertain to your personal situation. Um, so the other thing I was very dynamic, that's a very dynamic thing. The other thing I was going to say about, um, getting an enhanced concealed carry class, um, one of the requirements is I believe it's what 99 rounds that you have to shoot. 
I think the state says 99. We end up shooting about 150 in the, in the enhanced class. Yeah. Um, and that, that sucks right now. It's so hard to, to get the ammo. Um, but I'm pretty sure that the store set aside ammo just in case for some of the students. Um, I mean, you're not getting it for free. It, it's not a perk <laughs> of the class, but, uh, and that's going to be it like a sideline. That's going to be a hindrance to training all over the country for the next little while, I think is, is the ammunition. Yeah, that's, I think that's one of the biggest hurdles right now for people um, to take any kind of classes um, because you're dealing with that ammo shortage and the expense. Um, but, you know, it's like you said, some people need range time, whether that's to decompress or to keep your skills sharp or to um, get better and learn new things. And maybe, you know, depending on, you know, what you think of the world right now that can, you know, being able to carry a concealed weapon is important to you. So. Yeah. And, and another thing that, that people may not understand is whenever we think of concealed care permit, we're almost always thinking about a firearm, but we're never considering um, a defensive knife or pepper spray or any of that. All that stuff has legal repercussions and, and uh, a boundary between defense and attack. Like right. we could easily be construed as the attacker in a situation if we don't understand what we're doing. Yeah, it's and, you know, having that training, even just having the, the documentation of being trained can go. Oh, yeah, that, that'll help you a, a lot. Super long way. If you ever get into a, a legal quandary, um, we'll call it that where you have those kinds of issues. So. Um, you know, because like we could talk about with Adam, like, you know, it may not be that you draw a firearm or whatever, but you know, if you have to draw a knife or get into something with an issue, um, with a knife or what have you, you know, you want to be able to have documentation that you have that training. Yeah. So definitely something that, uh, you want to keep in mind. Um, but yeah, the round count I think too, is obviously just because, um, you need to show proficiency, but I think the interesting thing that we, and we've talked about this before is that, um, you don't have really a, like an accuracy or a, um, requirement past the 99 rounds. You just, you can go into the desert and shoot 99 rounds into the ground if you wanted to, and you can qualify for that. Um, but obviously at the store, we do it a little bit differently. Um, we do a lot more involved of a, of a course of fire and really make those rounds count, especially nowadays. So, and that's one thing that I've, I've always been disappointed about is there should be a little bit more. And, and like I say, we do something a little different than the minimum required. You don't ever want to take a class that just meets the minimum requirements. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we do a little bit of proficiency and, and kind of amped up shooting in there. And I don't want to say it's not, we're not shooting in the dark with a flashlight or anything like that, right. but there's, there's a cadence increase and, and uh, you know, we start at real basic. So everybody starts on the same page and moves up to a little, you know, two or three shot strings. And um, so it's, it's a good starting position. Yeah. And it's definitely like, cause some people might be taking the, you know, enhanced class um, and they don't have as much firearm experience as other people. Um, so you definitely, we start out at a, at a lower kind of bar maybe than what you're used to and, um, and work up from there, but you really do learn a lot of, I would say valuable skills. Um, yeah. so definitely, I hope so. definitely I hope important. So. Yeah. Because you're taking it, you don't, and, um, you know, you're, you're going to be experiencing it firsthand. Yeah. Like I say, I've ran the shooting portion. I've sat in some of the other stuff, 
so I know what to expect. It's not, I'm not nervous or anything, obviously, but right. It, it'll be fun, but it's different as a, as a, as a, as a student. So, um, but that's kind of the basics between the, the, you know, the basic and the enhanced. And, um, you know, I think that provides a pretty good argument of why you should take an, you know, an enhanced, you know, all the way up to an enhanced class if you can. Um, and, um, you know, what to expect, but, you know, I wanted to talk about too, kind of how you prepare for classes just in general, because, um, I think no matter what the class is, there has to be a little bit of prep work, um, to make sure that you're getting the most out of, you know, the class that you're going to be taking. Yeah. And my experience is probably going to be different than somebody that's, that's new to the firearms world. Sure. So I'm sure because I've, I've seen some of the more nervous students out there that, uh, that they worry a lot from when they sign up to the class to where they're actually sitting in the classroom or going into the range, they tend to, to over, <laughs> over worry or overthink what's going to happen. So I think the very first thing to do, if you have signed up to one of oh, any class, whether it's our class or somebody else's class is, uh, is maybe if they have some videos or, or some reviews or whatever, try and, and calm your mind by, by watching that stuff or even jumping on YouTube and watching some, maybe some other, um, other similar class settings. So you can kind of get an idea of what's really going to happen inside the range. Yeah. Uh, like we said, our curriculum might differ from other instructors, but at least it'll give you an idea because the nerves are what's, are what's, well, they could be the most dangerous or they can be the most, uh, the most appreciated. Cause if, if we're nervous around a gun, then we're probably going to treat it with a little bit more safety than the more comfortable shooters, which is good. Right. Yeah. It's better to be, it, it's good to be cautious during, during a class. Um, you know, it might be, I'm trying to think of the best way to say it. It, it, it you know, don't let your nerves prohibit you from actually, you know, right. learning and, and exploring new, um, you know, firearm handling skills, but at the same time, um, you obviously want to be safe, especially if you haven't taken too many classes before. There's no, yeah. there's really no room for overconfidence, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. No. And if you are overconfident, you're probably going to be humbled by a brand new shooter next to you. Sure. Yeah, exactly. If they don't have any, if they, if it's some gal that's new to the, to the uh, shooting world and she has no bad habits, she's probably going to perform a little better than maybe what you think, or maybe even better than you. Yeah. hundred percent true. So, um, I think that kind of starts with, um, you know, the mindset going in, like we, you've talked about it a bunch of times is, uh, going in with an empty or, uh, an empty kind of mind, um, and as, as a sponge being able and willing to, to think about everything that you're being taught and, and being open to it. An open vessel is what you say. That's what it is. <laughs> I sure I can't remember. I'm sure, that sounds a lot more wise than what normally comes out of my mouth. But. <laughs> yeah, but you want to be you want to be receptive to everything. You want to go in there with no assumptions. Um, and I would just say the right mindset overall is in that you know you can you're willing to take everything you know with at face value and listen a little bit and then after and take notes too. Um, and then oh, afterwards yeah. kind of judge whether that that's going to be uh, relevant to your, you know, your situation or not. Um, but, um, you know, you definitely want to be taking notes and, um, writing things down, especially going back to that, um, proof of education thing. I think if you take notes and show, you know, you get into a situation and say, look, no, I actively paid attention in this class and I took notes and I, you know, this, that, and the other, I think, um, 
that's that's going to help you in the in the long run if need be. Yeah, can you hear my kids in the background giggling? Oh yeah, a little bit. <laughs> they think you're funny, I guess. I guess I maybe funny looking. Yeah. So uh, I think it really comes down to, and I know we've talked about this a ton of times, is is the attitude, having a, a positive attitude when you go in there. Yep. Um, and that obviously goes with everything in this world. If you have a, a good attitude going into anything, um, you're going to see the benefits uh, going out. Yeah. So that's, that's definitely, I would say the first thing. And then going off of what you said about how to kind of what, if you get nervous, what to look for, um, also go to the website, the, the educator uh, or instructor's website, they're going to have everything you need. If it's a good website, like for example, if you go to iishooting.com and look at our enhanced concealed carry class or any of our classes, um, it talks about, you know, there's a a part about the description and maybe any kind of prerequisites you might need. Mm -hmm. And there's also the what to bring um, section, which I think is important because, um, like we talked about before, um, you know, students or new, new shooters, not having the right things and maybe becoming a little bit discouraged is a real thing that can happen. So, um, you know, looking and seeing on the website would be a great thing to check out too. And it's inevitable. Everybody's going to forget something at some point when they come to a class. Um, so don't let, don't let that be a deal breaker either. And I think we actually talked about this a couple episodes ago is if you do forget something, that's not the end of the world. We'll figure it out. Um, but, but make that list before, like you say, you can jump on, on here. In fact, I'm looking at the one for Saturday's class. Um, yeah. It, it's just a good check, good checklist to, to have. Anyway, you probably should even have that anyways on your range bag taped somewhere. So you can go through and be like, yep, that's in there. That's in there. I'm good. Yeah. And the other thing I was going to say is that if you don't have a range bag at this point, it might be a good idea to actually have one, um, you know, because I imagine once you take one class, you're going to want to take more um, or just make sure, you know, you can leave everything in that in that bag to make sure then you've got um, you don't even have to think about it. You know, next time you go to the range, you can just take that bag and it's got everything you need. So. Yeah, I I've got my bag, my big gray bag that I haul around everywhere. And it's way too heavy. I've got too much stuff in it. So we've talked about range bags before. Just don't get one that's too big. Yeah, just make sure it can handle a firearm and, and some other essentials. And that's probably really all you need. Uh, ear and eye pro and maybe some first aid stuff if you've got that. You know, if you've got the qualifications for that. But that's really about it. You don't need to go overboard. So, yeah, indeed. Um, let's see. So, um we kind of went over how to prepare um, anything else that maybe you wouldn't think of uh, to bring. That's um, you know, that's good to have. Um, you know, I've got a couple of things I could think of, but we're, we might have the same thoughts. So, well, I'm fat and, <laughs> and I like to eat and I like snacks and I know that's even on our checklist on the stores website here, but uh, if you can go ahead and bring, water and you know something to snack on whether it's jerky or something to to help you out as long as it's not distracting to the class or any kind of disruption to the class right then then it's okay to bring snacks at least at independence um i know something that i would not bring is probably like a video camera or anything like that i know for my standpoint (laughs) and the store standpoint that would that would be inappropriate has that ever happened Um, to you in a class somebody brought a video camera no, I think, I think I've had some people and honestly, I've taken pictures of slides and stuff, but, uh, 
I don't, not that I'm aware of. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody turned on their voice recorder or something during class, but oh, sure. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's happened somewhere. Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of a little ridiculous, um, you know, but that's why I said like bring notes uh, or bring a yeah. notepad and a pen. Um, that way then you can kind of, for me, you know, I take what I, what's being taught and I kind of put it in my own words. So then I remember it a little bit better. Um and doing that with notes, um, you know, whether that's a notes app on your phone or a pad and paper or whatever, um, I think it reinforces um, what you're learning. And because you're not only hearing it, but you're writing it down as well. Um, yeah. And that Which helps you remember things. Kind of helps, yeah, retain information. Um, but it helps me, like I said, to put it in my own words so then I um, can go back and understand kind of the gist of it a little bit. Um, you know, and it, if it's, heaven forbid, if it's a boring class or you have a um, an instructor that's not um, the most engaging, um, putting it in your own words is going to be able to help and keep you um, kind of engaged. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I always say to bring a pad and paper, even if yeah, you don't write anything good. down. Yeah. At the very least, you're going to have some nice little doodles to look at later on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, that's, I think one thing that a lot of people forget maybe is water or a snack or whatever, um, especially if it's an eight hour class. Usually, you know, you, they let you take off for an hour for lunch or something if need be. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a break in there somewhere usually. Yeah. But if you, you know, it's, especially if you are one of those people that gets a little tired or, um, loses focus if you're hungry having some yeah jerky or a snack or something like that is definitely a good thing to have uh i know that I'm because i'm sure one of those I people gonna, i was gonna say i fall into that category probably most of the time yeah i am definitely one of those people so uh and good I, idea to have that kind of and stuff and i know from yeah i know from from my side of the class that i've taught on on this in several occasions is is this, you know, the shooting side is please, if you're bringing a semi-automatic, please bring war magazines. Um, the, it says two magazines, but in, in our class, but, or the, the description here, but I would say if you have four or five magazines, just bring them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You can cut, not only can you cut down on reloading time because you're going to be reloading a lot. I mean, think about, you said 120, 150 rounds at minimum, you know, it could be twice that if, if you've got a smaller class, um, you know, and let's say you've only got two magazines that hold 17 rounds each, you're going to be reloading maybe 10, 15 times. And it's, it's going to wear on your hands a little bit. So I think the more mags that you can have, um, the less reloading you're going to have to do. And, and honestly, it's going to help speed the class along too. Yeah. Yeah. It does make it go a little quicker. Um, but for some reason it just, it just takes a little, a, a little coercing sometimes for some people. They just don't think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously too, you want to bring, you know, eye and ear protection, um, and, um, you know, if you have a holster too, um, you know, holster set up or whatever already, I think that's wise to bring. You may not use it or whatever, but, um, I think more and more classes are starting to, you know, especially once you get past into and past that enhanced concealed carry class, um, you're going to be, um, you know, using a holster and, and, and things of that sort. So definitely something you want to 
you know, check into and, and make sure you bring, um, if you have one, if not, you know, you can, any good gun shop will have one, um, yeah. you know, that you can purchase later, but something you want to think about as well. Hopefully, hopefully they have one. Yeah. Um, yeah, but food, water, um, uh, snacks, um, trying to think of what else, um, you know, extra mags, a range bag with everything you need in it. Um, what else, anything else I'm missing you think? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, I guess there is like, if you're, and it's really not noted in here. If, if you're a lady shooter, that's going to come take the class. Um, I think we have talked about this before also, but, um, wearing appropriate clothing and I'm not talking about, you know, showing up in a cocktail dress or anything, but <laughs> it's, I think it's important to know that you don't want to wear a low cut shirt or maybe even a hoodie can be a problem sometime if you catch brass in the, in the hoodie, but mm-hmm. definitely something that, that comes up high around the neck. Now I have caught brass down my shirt and it is very uncomfortable and it hurts a lot. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel good. Well, and I would even say as a guy, if you're wearing, um, you know, a tank top or a loose fitting shirt of some kind or whatever, um, you could yeah, run was, into the exact same problem. I was teaching a one on one one time and I was wearing a polo shirt and yeah, it, a piece of brass fell down my shirt. I was standing just right. It bounced off the, off the, uh, the side of the stall and oh, yeah. man, that hurt so bad. And I, I kept going, like I, I didn't want to freak her out or nothing because she was a new shooter. And I knew like if I freaked out, then she would freak out. So I just had to keep going. Right. Yeah. But it hurt. It doesn't was not feel good. Hot brass doesn't feel, feels bad no matter what. Yeah. So you're right. If it's a lady or, or a guy shooter, just wear, wear something that's got a, a, a good collar that comes close to the skin. So you're not, not taking stuff down, down the shirt. Yeah, and, for you know, sure. Maybe, maybe even a good hat uh, is, is a great option as well. Like if with your glasses, I've actually caught brass between my glasses and my face. That that hurts a lot. Yeah, and that can be really dangerous. Like you, you know, obviously it, it could be a, a major problem to your eyesight. So it's not a bad idea to wear uh, a hat as well, a brimmed hat. Yeah, yeah, especially as somebody who does wear glasses most of the time, or um, you know, because whether you're wearing glasses or full on eye protection, it's it's going to be. Either way, if it goes in between, it's not going to be a good time. Um, so, yeah, definitely a good point there. Make sure you have that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and then I would say, too, just kind of in terms of regular, like your average preparation, um, you know, make sure you have a good night's sleep the night before. Um, you know, make sure that you've got everything kind of prepared the night before as well. I would say that's, you know, a big a big plus. Um, you don't well, have to stress about it, especially with an eight-hour class. It's going to start, you know. Um, yeah you know, later in the day, or it's, it's going to be an all day affair or maybe even a two day affair. So, yeah. And, and, you know, while you even thinking about that, made me think about caffeine consumption. Uh, sure. That, uh, that can be good and bad. Like it's nice to be able to wake up and have your coffee or rock star or whatever you're drinking with caffeine in it. But when you're shaky and, and, uh, maybe even fatigued, you know, that, that could really amplify some of the side effects to caffeine and, and then uh, it, you might not have as pleasant of an experience or you might get a super bad headache because of too much caffeine or maybe even not enough caffeine. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how much people drink in a day. But. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you just have to pee a bunch and then you're not going to enjoy it. You're going to be thinking about how badly you have to pee rather than listening to uh, the instructor and, and being present in that class. So, yeah, cause we're not going to wait for you. <laughs> 
Yeah. We'll tell, you, we'll tell you where the restroom is and then we're going to keep going. Yeah. You're going to miss out on some stuff, which you don't want to do. So, um, what about, um, you know, and, and the other thing too, is I'd say, you know, the day of make sure you're up, you know, showered and ready to go and then get there, you know, at least 15 minutes early. Um, I, maybe that's just me, but I always try to get places earlier rather than later. Um, yeah, I really, I hate being late. And as an instructor, it does really frustrate me when students are late. Right. Um, you know, so for example, the class that we're, we're going to be taking starts at 12. If you can't be there at 1145 in the morning, um, maybe, I don't know, unless there's traffic or something, I'm sure there, you know, there's legitimate excuses if things oh, sure. happen, but, but, uh, you should be able to get there on time a yeah, little early. Easily. Um, and then, you know, once you get there, you can always go to the front desk or the range counter and say, Hey, I'm here for, you know, XYZ class. And they'll usually be able to point you in the right direction because, you know, sometimes the classes are tucked away in the, in the rear of the building, or in the case of independence, we have multiple classrooms and there could be multiple classes going on and you're not sure which, which classroom is going to be. So you want to make sure you're going to the right place and that you're in the right classroom. Yep. So I would say that's definitely something to think about too. Um, and and another reason for getting there early. Yeah. And that's just going to say arriving early too, you can, if, if maybe you don't have certain things on that checklist that you need, you know, maybe you forgot your eyes, that gives you uh, some time to either buy a new set of eyes or figure out whatever, or eye protection, not eyes, (laughs) but, uh, or, or ear protection or whatever. It gives you a little extra time. So you're not, you know, frantic when it comes to the range portion of the class. Right. And that also gives you time to buy ammo um, if you need it. But I would say, if you're going to take a class, I would make sure that you have the ammo beforehand or yeah, call ahead to make sure that, you know, like Steve said, that they are um, setting aside ammo for people. But even then, you might still want some extra just in case. So um, I would definitely try to pick up ammo, you know, a week or a couple of days beforehand because, you know, yeah, it's, you can. most of these classes fill up. So you're going to be taking, you know, signing up for a class a month or maybe, maybe even two in advance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's another good thing to bring up. I think we've talked about this before too, is, is if you are planning on taking a class, maybe sign up for a class that's, you know, a month or two down the road. So you can acquire the ammunition or whatever, and it gives you a little extra time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because especially now, I think that's a, that's a consideration for 2020 that, you know, we haven't had to worry about before, you know, ammo's always been plentiful and, you know, yeah. we've been able to get it for the cheap and you can get it the day of and X, Y, Z, but you know, it's a different story now. And unfortunately we, we don't have that luxury. So you kind of have to be extra prepared with those classes and with ammunition. So. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think it's going to be a little bit more stressful in 21 than it has been ever as far sure. as finding that stuff. Like I think my prediction of ammo getting a little easier by the middle of the year is wrong. I think it's going to be much, much longer than that. So yeah, I just be prepared for that. Yeah, it could be, but again, it's training, you know, is going to be important and, um, you know, it's going to be worth the cost of ammo, even if that cost is a little bit more, um, you just, finding it is going to be the tough part. But um, yeah. like I said, you know, like Steve said, you can always call ahead to the range and ask um, and a good range. I think we'll have some of that ammo set aside um, for you to use, um, you know, for the class because they know just as well as anybody else, if you don't have the ammo, um, then the class is kind of a moot point, you know? Absolutely. So definitely something to think about there. Um, but 
Yeah. Um, anything else you, uh, what about your predictions for this, for the enhanced class? What are you going to, what are you kind of predicting that you're going to, um, you know, experience? <laughs> so, uh, the, no matter who the instructor is, I know that I'm going to get sound, um, sound information. I, I know whether if it's Leroy or, or whoever it is, that's teaching the class. I know that I'm going to get somebody that's a, an experienced teacher and a that has, or B, <laughs> I don't even have, apparently I don't have experience <laughs> with the alphabet. A, a, an experienced shooter, B, or somebody that's, uh has real world experience right. um, that has had to use a gun in defensive situations that, that understands um, the psychology, I guess, behind it would be a good way to put it. Sure. So I know I'm going to get solid information. Uh, um, other than that, I, I just expect to learn something. I, I always try to learn something new, even if I feel like I know the content. So I, I yeah. Yeah, it goes back to I have nothing mindset. nothing negative. Nothing negative. That's a good thing. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that uh probably about wraps it up. Uh I can't really think of much more. Um, you know, if maybe we well, missed something. Oh, you have more? I was well, I was gonna talk about and, and maybe you don't want to talk about the, the other thing. I was uh so the other day, so Adam, it really started with Adam again. Man, that kid gets me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Uh, he asked me if I'd heard of this individual. I'd never heard of him before. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I forgot about this. Yeah. Yeah. So that went through probably almost a month of, Hey, check out this video. Look at this. So, uh, and maybe you guys have heard of him. His name's Travis Kennedy. He's a former Navy SEAL. He actually was on the training side. Once he, he graduated or retired from SEAL teams, he went and taught seal teams on oh wow uh, okay on a lot of different stuff and the kid looks like he's young like <laughs> what's why he honestly looks like a he's, kid he looks like he's 20 years old so i really thought he was full of crap when he said he was a navy seal really um but i i'm sure by now in the seal community if he if he wasn't legit um he he would be hiding somewhere by now the seals <laughs> don't don't take kindly for stolen valor right so Anyway, uh, Travis Kennedy, he's got a website called KDS Defense. Um, he does a lot of online training. Like almost everything he does is just online, which I think is an interesting platform. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how it all works. So I decided to, to jump on there. He has a 30-day a um, defensive standards challenge is what he calls it. Really? And so, so every day there's a different challenge to do. Um, and I'm not sure if you're supposed to record what you're going to do. I'm going to record it and, and, and post So There's like a, a private page and stuff, or you can post all sorts of stuff on there. So, sure. uh, I decided I'll do it. Now I've watched some of the videos that he's doing and, and it starts off extremely basic stuff that I'm very comfortable doing. I haven't seen, uh, the later videos for the end of the month, but there was a bunch that I watched already. Yeah. So, so like I say, some of it I already know, but I'm hoping some of it is something new when I get farther into it. Oh, I'm but sure. I thought it, I thought it was just another dynamic, you know, just like taking an enhanced class that I already know the content. Why not learn something, even though it might not be new information, but maybe new techniques or or stuff I just didn't know. I mean, there's stuff there that that uh, that shooters are doing now that you know it makes sense. Well, even like, just mindset stuff, you know, that would yeah. be a, that's a, it's a good thing to think about. So. Yeah. So if it's something you guys are interested in, like I could throw the link on the Facebook page or whatever, but really you can just jump on KDS defense and, and, uh, and browse around. He, he does like a monthly membership where, 
Um, I think it's like 20 bucks a month. You can do all sorts of different things. He has a pretty intense fitness program that, oh, I'm, wow, probably okay. not, that I'm probably not going to do because it's, pre- <laughs> yeah, it's pretty intense. I'm looking at the page now. It's uh, video lessons and an ebook and a uh, fitness ebook as well. Um, along with a community, it seems like probably about the best way that you could, um, you could do, uh, you know, firearms training online. And, uh, it seems like it's a, a pretty cool place. So I'm interested to see how this is going to go for you. Yeah. I'm, I'm really intrigued too. Like I say, that's this concept of, of online teaching has been something that's been very interesting to me. Um, I don't know how else to say that, but I've been very, very interested in, uh, in the platform and how, um, folks that are doing online stuff are really reaching out and engaging. So I wanted to get involved in this and really see what he does differently. Yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of obviously with the way the world's gone lately there's been a lot of people doing things online and I would say that there are just some things you can't that not that you can't teach online, but that are more difficult to teach online yeah. and firearms training is definitely one of them. Um, yeah. you know, but uh, being able to see you know how this works, I would say is uh, is is going to be an exciting thing, um, especially with you taking uh, the enhanced concealed carry class, um, and then also taking this kind of in conjunction and being able to compare and contrast, and um, you know maybe we can do a, a review uh, episode sooner or later and and see how everything went. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited to to report back on it. Yeah, exactly. So I, yeah, I. Um, you know, and maybe, uh, you know, Nick and I'll be able to take it too afterwards and, and see and see how, what we all get from it. I think that'd be kind of cool. So, yeah. And, uh, and if you guys are interested in taking classes, uh, I know we talk about this all the time, but, uh, give independence indoor shooting a look. There's a bunch of different levels that, uh, that we can teach on, even if it's just some one-on-one time or just range time alone. Uh, independence has the ability to, to meet, all sorts of levels of needs there. So it's a, it's a very unique store. We're pretty lucky to have it. We are very lucky. And that's what I was going to say too, is that I'm glad you touched on that is that if you are maybe, maybe you've taken all the classes that you can, or you've run through an intermediate and an advanced class. Um, if so, lucky you, um, you know, but you're looking maybe to do something more specific or to take some sort of, um, you know, you have a certain case or you want to just work on something specific in your firearms journey. That's what the one-on-one is definitely for. Um, and those are still going on. You can still, um, take advantage of those opportunities. Yeah. So, well, I'm excited to see what you think of the enhanced class and how you, uh, enjoy it. And, um, you know, what you learn from it. Maybe I have to imagine there's something you're going to be surprised about, um, but we'll see. Um, yeah, and so. uh, we'll report back next week or the week after and go from there. So um, do you have um, anything else you want to add uh, other than the, the Kennedy defensive solutions? Mm, no, I don't, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe just a quick plug it might be a good time to join uh, like Idaho second amendment Alliance or, or uh, one of those guns right groups. Cause I, it's going to be a bumpy couple of years. Um, but I think it's important that we stay positive and level headed as we make that journey together. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, we've talked about that before talking about uh, gun owners of America, firearms policy coalition. Um, yeah. Idaho second amendment Alliance, uh, your local place, depending on where you're at. Um, definitely worth checking out and um, going f- and uh, supporting them if you can. Um, yeah, who knows what the future is going to bring. So, um, you know, we'll, uh, 
I think joining those organizations that were definitely a good way to, to help support the gun rights uh, that we have and, um, you know, keep them where they need to be, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. So cool. Well, that'll be, that'll be it for this one. Um, you know, if we missed anything or if you have anything you'd like to add, uh, let us know podcast at iishooting.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at range minded podcast. And, and we're now uh, we, on parlor and parlor as well. We just started that. Yeah. Um, I believe that's range minded podcast as well. Yep. So wherever, uh, you can find us, uh, we'll be there. So thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks guys. Be safe. Take care. Bye-bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to Range Minded. Find us online at Range Minded Podcast on Facebook or send us an email at podcast at iishooting.com. We're always happy to get feedback, episode suggestions, whatever you want to send us, really. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and pretty much wherever else you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.